Hello, Breakthrough listeners. It's time to embark on your journey towards mastering the infinite banking concept. Ascendant Financial is Canada's gold standard for guiding you every step of the way on your journey of becoming your own banker. Visit mybankersvault.com to purchase our show-stopping package and receive your free wealth accelerator. More money, more control, and fewer taxes await you. Discover the advantages of having ready access to money on demand precisely when you need it to seize high-caliber opportunities with confidence and to watch your wealth soar. Visit mybankersvault.com. Again, that's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the nine to five? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Good morning. Good day. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today. Super excited to learn more just just golden nuggets from uh, real estate investing across Canada and the way that we can apply it to our investing. And especially for those people who are new to it, I think you're going to find a lot of really interesting sort of, um, like I said, nuggets of ways that you can just mold your business to be more successful. That's what we're aiming for here. And uh, as always, Sandy McKay's here with me. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Morning. Uh, morning. Uh, exactly. That's what we're here for. We're here to share some awesome knowledge. I'm excited to do that again. We've got a great guest lined up. It's going to be an awesome show. Absolutely. Everybody listening, please go over to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. There you can see our sort of family of podcasts that we have going on there and uh, and also listen to every show that we've done on this one and get our free gift. Of course, our free gift, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estates. And uh, also when you pick that up, you'll get on our email list. So you never miss out on an episode and, uh, and all the fun stuff we've got going on. So definitely go do that. And uh, we would love for you to join us and take that little step to get a little closer to us. And, uh, and we promise lots of good information. So what are they going to get? They're going to get like information, uh, on, I guess your real estate, um, group that you've got. What's that one called again? Yeah. Vaughn Investors Club. They, they'll get the odd little mention of that probably. Uh, so we, we host that every third Wednesday of the month in Vaughn, just North of Toronto. So if anyone's in the GTA or, or, you know, we have people, coming from pretty far. So if you're anywhere within striking distance of the GTA on a Wednesday evening, uh, you can go grab some more information on that. Vaughninvestorsclub.com. Or you can just purposely drive there specifically for that. You, you don't do even have too. to be in the neighborhood. You could just, you just like plan on going there. Yeah. Um, and then like, do you guys, are you guys doing property tours and stuff like that still? Uh, we are planning on doing more of that. We haven't done much of it yet. Uh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> I might've promised, uh, promised a little bit of that or mentioned that at least. Uh, and we haven't done one yet, but we're looking at doing that a little more into the fall season and, uh, beyond. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, challenging finding time to be honest this summer for it all, but, uh, but we're going to get to that 
it's gonna be it's gonna you know be people usually press the pause button in summertime you know mm-hmm. it is quite difficult to get people out doing things uh when you know it's such a short window mm-hmm. to get all of those fun summer things in there that people want to get in it's also like you know summer 2023 it's just a really interesting <laughs> time for real estate investing uh there's the deals look different than they used to uh in a lot of these markets that we've been investing in so we're we're kind of looking at the approach and what people are actually interested in, in looking at and potentially buying because a lot of the stuff that works even a year ago, two years ago, doesn't necessarily work, at least not in the same markets uh, mm-hmm. in the same way. And that's not probably, you know, may not be the case forever, mm-hmm. but for this moment in time where the interest rates have gone through the roof really fast uh, and things like, rental rates and things haven't quite caught up to make sense from a cash flow, cash flow perspective. Um, we're looking at deals a little differently. So uh, you have to, you actually have to make deals happen a lot more than you used to. They don't just show up and, and they're just there and it's easy. There's a lot more, a lot more fun actually, if you can, uh, if you know what you're doing. Which you can go back 10 shows. years and you could talk to somebody else and they'd say the exact same thing as you just said. Hey, you're right. You know, exactly. I, I've always kind of said that, look, if you're going to, if you're going to go, you know, get started in real estate investing, you just compare what's on the market to each other at that time. Mm. You know, there's no point in thinking about what deal you could get two or three years ago. It's mm-hmm. like, go out, see what there is, compare, you know, those things that are in your realm of what you're looking for to each other and pick the best one. Long term for the long term approach for sure, which is what you know mostly what we'd recommend, and and that's definitely the way because we, you know, ten years ago we used to look at something and it said, oh, that only cash flows, it, you know, it was like a duplex that only cash flows a thousand bucks. So and that that's not, that's not good anymore, <laughs> or that's not as good as I used to cash flow fifteen hundred on these all day long. Now those those numbers are slightly different, but it's you're right. You can't you can't look backwards too much because that is not indicative of what's coming or what's there currently and we can mm-hmm. only control what's there currently. And so you got to take advantage of whatever you can. Yeah. Like shifting strategies and thinking of other different uh, creative ways of making the deal work. And uh, speaking of that, um, we're still doing our Peterborough property tours. We've been once a month, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting out there and seeing the different opportunities, mostly for student rentals because they seem to be, you know, actually uh, a quite a, a good option up there with the rules and regulations the way that they are and uh, allowing up to 10 bedrooms for student rentals and, and, and getting a legal you know, certificate to run it that way. Uh, so that's always been a really interesting opportunity. And right now we've actually, uh, James and I actually have two, not to sort of make this uh uh, current events, but we've got two really good student rental properties on the market. So anyways, if people want to talk to us about those tours or, or the uh, properties that we have on the market right now, get in touch with me, please. And go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review on this podcast and what you'd want to hear and uh, what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. You know how to do it. And uh, <laughs> now I think, is that it? It's it from my end. It's it from okay. my end. Um, yeah, let's, let's get, get into, into the interview. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited. Let's, let's go. All right. Awesome. Well, we've got Ala Lady Gina standing by. And yes. uh, I think I got that right. 
Lady Gina. Uh, and we're going to be talking to her uh, for the next little while here, talking about all the things she's up to. And Ella is a full-time real estate investor. She's owner of uh, Horizon Capital Real Estate Group. They focus on acquisition and long-term hold of apartment buildings throughout Ontario. Uh, she's also the executive director of the Canadian Real Estate Women Association, which is a national nonprofit promoting different organizations and groups focused on the success of women in real estate. And uh, Crew Up, for short, also offers monthly opportunities to meet with industry leaders who are also supportive of uh, women's achievements throughout real estate. So really excited to have you on the show. And uh can't wait to learn more from you here in the next little bit. Thank Let's you dig here. into this. Welcome. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's nice to hear you here and be on this side of a screen. And I was just listening to you guys and probably could have listened to that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Thinking about where am I anchored, like which prices and which interest rates, where is my anchor, which when I go to, when I see and hear deals and what I'm yeah. wishing for, what I'm planning for, what we can realistically think about. So yeah, several several deals are right now in a sale process or buying process. And uh, yeah, we just cannot be anchored to whatever was happening 10 years, one year ago. We, we can only work with what we have today. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, somebody that I'm out with as a client or, or as a fellow investor and look at a deal and go, you know what, this, this is way too expensive. They're asking way too much. And then like a year later, the, the price has gone up like 25% and, you know, having the same conversation or whatever, but someone else buys it. Right. And looks like a genius a few years after that. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Maybe, maybe at that time when they were looking at it, it wasn't the best deal out there. That's what I just said. Just compare it to what is going on in the market currently. Can't compare things to what it was last year. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, and you- yes. Um, uh, we appreciate you coming on. And of course, I would just want to start out, of course, uh, asking you how you got into real estate investing. Oh, when you invited me, for me, it was like a celebration. And I feel like I'm going back to Costa Rica, remembering the tour last last year. And uh, for me, forever, your name is all about uh, joy and um, combining <laughs> fun and work uh, together. And the great example of uh, that um, comprehensive approach to what you do in life and in work. So you Thanks. cannot just look at the ROIs and time, ROIs and and money, ROI is an effort, ROI and stress. It should all come together as ROI in joy of life. So that's not like, yeah, let's do Costa Rica again. That's how it was working in my brain. Yeah. And then we're talking to Sandy and I thought like, yeah, this is going to be a really great time together. Well said. Um, so what was your, like, what did your first, let's start of like how you got interested in real estate and then talk about sort of your first you know, delve into uh, actually buying a property? Um, so it all came from uh, understanding where do my money go every month. And I was working hard at that time at my at building my new career in Canada after immigrating. And uh, my husband was already working at that time. Like he was building his career successfully. But then 
the realization came that the majority of money that we're getting is coming actually from the real estate we're owning. At that time, that was just residential. And uh, just from budgeting carefully and seeing the statements every month, every quarter, and then at the sale, we noticed how much more we were getting from the transactions and from the ability to um, do the renovations. And then later we learned the refinancing. And initially we thought that we would, oh, that work, that works great, but it, you cannot do that like on a scale. So we just were continuing growing our careers and we're just buying houses just uh, for each of our sons. That's what we were thinking. One for RS, as an RSP for us and one house as an RESP for each sons. Because at that time we, would, we did not put any money into RSP, RESP. We were able to deduct all our extra in, well, income from um, the real estate, renovations and everything we were doing. So we didn't really need the RSP, RESP. And uh, we were still thinking, is it the right thing that we don't do this and we just invest in houses instead of uh, RESP, our, um, like look, those uh, funds, right? And um, just several several years later, we realized that this um, accidental type of investment, just we were just thinking about three. That was our plan, right? Like gradually. And then we realized that, yes, you can scale that. We read a couple of good books. We met several successful people. And uh, that was the moment when we realized, you know what, we should be doing more of this. And that was the moment when we realized like, oh my God, what we were thinking was expensive in 2015. And we let that go, right? Then, uh, then in 2020, the thought was just like, oh my God, if only we were able to keep those. I mean, properties, the, the, the price would be totally different. So, and since then, we just started doing that um, way more careful, um, way more mindful, understanding the numbers, because obviously our first buys, they were more emotional. All of them were just a transition from one pr primary residence to another primary residence. That's how we were able to put only 5% down. We didn't know about house hacking at that moment, but on our third property, we started doing house hacking because the basement was too large and uh, we were not planning. We wouldn't be able even to use that and like utilize that um, um, space, like opportunity. So we got the renters at the bottom and we by, by, uh, at the lower level. And then... Um, on two other houses, we got uh, tenants and the experience was great, despite the fact that situation with the LTB was already not as healthy as we all could wish. Um, and then when we became landlords, we started following many different groups um, like Kyla's Ontario Landlord Watch. We started to be more and more in, um, in the community of landlords and investors. Then soon we realized that not every landlord is an investor. Not every investor is not, not necessarily the landlord in the common sense of it. So yeah, just gradually, step by step, never stopping really, even though sometimes you're the only one thing you want to do is just stop um, and just step back. And sometimes you're thinking, why did I get into all this? Because being an active real estate investor is when you do all that heavy lifting, which uh, passive investors they don't maybe see but we still think it's worth it so much even in the challenging summer of 2023 
when it is really for the strongest ones to survive and to keep growing and to stay positive. This is also a great thing. This is, um, yeah, this is a challenge, but we enjoy the roller coaster. Well, I am going to get into challenges in one minute, but I want, I actually want to go back because okay. I just want to, okay. You mentioned you and your husband came to Canada. So where did you come from and were you already into real estate investing at all when you got to Canada? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that we were in real estate investing. I came from Russia and he mm -hmm. also came from Russia, but he is from another country in uh, Eastern Europe. And uh, when we came here, the only one luggage we had in sense of in, the, in real estate is that our parents always said that you need to own your own primary residence. Mm -hmm. So you can call it old school, maybe not for millennials, whatever. But that's exactly what kept us comparing continuously the benefits of renting and benefits of owning. That's where it all started. So did you start out with like, so you just basically flipped your way up. Is that what you did? You started with one principal residence and you guys fixed it up and then sold it for more and bought something else and did the same thing? Or is that, did you start the, renting right away? The first one, we, we came, we started renting, obviously, because we just came, we didn't have a credit history. We, we, we didn't even plan that far. So we just came with a very young child, three years old, and just two of us with very limited um, resources, even in terms of knowledge. So we didn't know anyone except a couple of friends. And we just were happy with renting because what, what we were able to rent here was much more than what we could rent in Moscow. So even with the square footage of a rental uh, pro um, apartment, we were very, very happy. But then the power on, of network, some of our friends, one of our friends, they just bought um, an apartment and they, and I, and I asked, um, what do you think? How do you feel? And they said, the only one regret is that we didn't do that 10 years ago. And it really, that really got to like the very deep, it really touched me. And I started to think, okay, we're not ready to buy. We don't have money. We don't have like credit history. We have nothing. But it was the moment when I started um, asking, how can we buy instead of like we can't. can't yeah yeah i just started to think how can we buy what are exactly are the barriers so we connected with a realtor who helped them and we sat together we figured out and you know what it happened that we could so in just four months less than a, a year after we entered canada we bought our first that was a condo Again, because that's what we were thinking we could buy because we came from Moscow and it's like many million people, very large city, right? And uh, everyone lived there in um, in condos. No one really, really lived there in uh, houses. So we bought a condo. On that condo, during just natural appreciation and a bit of a flip, we were able to get uh, enough money in a couple of years for the down payment. And then we bought a house in Toronto at the Lakeshore, um, Lakeshore and Kipling. We still have that con. Uh, uh, we still have that house, and we duplexed it. And then after that, it's just because of analyzing of what's going on in our own portfolio, we started to move gradually, like one after another. We were not thinking um, at that time duplexes or house hacking or anything. 
we were just yeah just doing step by step of what we thought would be normal what we thought because at that time even owning three houses would be a mind-blowing thought but very quickly we were all we were also having children and uh, we were joking that we were either buying a house or uh, making a, a one child a year so <laughs> so we were pretty busy and um but i can say that on that wheel of uh, life we were working on all of those um, um areas uh, sometimes i wish like we can even be that successful right now as we were at that time because we were very mindfully growing each of those so we didn't go reckless in any of those and then yeah then just later we realized that and i think that market also shifted if market didn't shift didn't change maybe you could still be buying like one single family home <laughs> a year cash flowing like what uh, uh three four hundred whatever and just be happy with that after 20 years but the market shifted we realized that we cannot really do scale what is not perfect like when you scale what is not perfect, you're just scaling your mistakes, right? And um, it, it it makes harder and harder. And then we just realized that for at least fourplex should be there to be able to cash flow. And like 2021 showed you that even duplex is not a way to go way to grow anymore, unfortunately. When we talk about scales, and then and then they be became the idea of leaving a job. Sorry. <laughs> You need to give me a sign. Otherwise, I'll be just. Uh... <laughs> well, you're making our job easy, but we got the questions for you. And, and I just wanted to go in sort of a, in sort of a progressive manner here because I want to talk about um, the, like all of those things sound like very interesting, almost too good to be true. When you said, okay, I didn't, that's, that's one mistake I think a lot of people make is they go, well, I just can't do it. I don't have the ability to do it. And then they don't look into seeing what are the barriers, what, what things do I need to address in order to put myself in a situation where I can do it instead of just thinking that they can't. Um, but on top of that challenge, which you guys met and, and actually overcame pretty easily. What were some of the other big challenges that you think you faced starting out? I would say that uh, not, um, not having proper um, network. At some point we realized that we, the, the resource that we really, really need and that can really help us grow is a, I don't know, it may sound like a cliche, but now when we know how important that is but at that time we didn't know we just we just came to that very naturally just sitting we we talk a lot we reflect a lot you can call it business meetings whatever but we were sitting and saying like what resources we don't have and at that time we had great qualification for mortgage we even had some money that we got from refinancing of previous properties but we were thinking and uh, sitting and thinking what can we like what's the bottleneck and we realized that that was not that we didn't know enough people who did what we want to do, who did that before us and who did that very successfully. Not in terms of money, but also that they're very happy about that. And we didn't know where to get those people. Like we followed some groups on uh, Facebook. Well, that was like back in 2000, what, like 17, maybe. We had no idea at that time before that boom that we had a couple of years ago. No one was talking about real estate this way. Most of people we knew were talking like, this is so hard. Tenants are a pain. 
who do you think you are? Where will you get money? Who will give you that much if it's so hard to get for like $500 for the mortgage? Who do you think will give you a million for a bigger building? Like things like that. And we didn't have answers to those questions. So for us, it was really important to get the, we didn't know how it's called. We didn't know that there was called a network or a social networking event. We just knew that we need someone who did that. And then we started to work on that in a, simultaneously with other um, things we were doing because the rest of the job didn't go anywhere. We needed to make that time. And we needed to use that time to network with people. So we, I think that was coming from both, from books and from social media. And that's where, again, gradually we started to, to learn about those people. And then after we saw more people, after we saw what they're doing, we realized that we have actually way more challenges than we thought. For example, that was when we learned that banks are going only finance you until you have like, say, 10 properties or maybe 20 if you're lucky and all the other properties are cash flowing enough. We didn't think about that before. We only realized that when we saw people who were facing those challenges. Well, I think that a big part of that is also you know, until you meet people and you see that there are people buying that, that amount of places and having that many doors and having big portfolios, it's like, you don't even realize that you can do that. And then all of a sudden the challenge becomes, well, how do I do what they're doing when they've got 30? And from what I hear, like 20, 20 is almost impossible, but I want to do 32 uh, as well, you know, and those type of things. And I think, uh, the, the network is a, a big part of that, a big part of like, instead of having naysayers, right, the people that exactly what you were talking about, they'll go, well, why would you want to deal with that? And where are you going to get the money? And, and I would say, just don't even bother with it. It sounds like too much trouble. And I know somebody that did that. And now they're broke. So you know, oh you yeah, our, our aunt of my grandma, she she was in real estate and she got broke. Oh, for sure. Lots of stuff. And like so that. then you go to these networking, uh, you, you meet people doing what you want to do and they're all saying, yeah, like how can we boost each other up? How can we share information? How can we all be more successful? And so that is a huge key factor in yeah, it was, realizing it was that you can do it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then you also learn, you see different examples. And it's not that you want to mimic everyone, right? You just choose what is really resonating with you, who is doing what, everyone's doing their different strategy, and everyone's more or less happy, and you can just choose from that. And that's the moment when you realize, oh, this may, if this is sounds too good to be true, what do, what do I need to learn to see that it's true? Or maybe it's not gonna uh, work, for example, and like things like that. So it just it just really helps you with open up your mind and uh, receive more information. But your job is still to filter what is possible from what is impossible and what is what's going to work for you, which may be working for Sandy or for Rob, but it's not going to work for me. Speak, getting back again to that um, return on time, return on joy, return on stress, return on joy. Yeah, that's a good term. Return on joy is a good one. I, love <laughs> I like that. it. <laughs> Did you, uh, did you, you mentioned one, one thing I loved earlier, you mentioned that you, you really bought your first couple of properties because you had thought that you had a, you had one child, you might as well get a property for the child. And I think you, you did that twice. Is that correct? Kind of the three first times. couple were three times. <laughs> so three times you kind of made, you kind of went through that really fast, but I think there was a, 
there's something that I see people get a lot more emotionally involved in in a purchase like a house when they tie it to something that's really powerful in their life, like a child. Yeah. Uh, and that's sometimes a, a great trigger to just kickstart things for people because it gives you that, that, that real need to do it. Cause a lot of people just, you know, the thought of retiring or things that are, it's too far into the future and it doesn't really tie it to what do I need to do today to actually take action and move forward on these things. And then they never do it. It just, just goes farther and farther into the future. Um, when you have a, a child, it all, all of a sudden brings some power and meaning to a house and it gives a little more energy there. So I think you, uh, you did a smart thing there and just thinking about that and tying that those two things together. I think it's a great action item for a lot of people out there is to just think about how they could impact your child's life by buying one property, just one property and, yeah. and the impact that can have. As you advanced, you, you've gone into now apartment buildings and, and bigger acquisitions. Can you talk to us about the difference, um, better or worse, and uh, in those types of acquisitions versus what you were uh, mainly doing originally, duplexes to fourplexes in that range, and maybe some of the benefits for not only you, but other investors who invest with you and, and even the community? Yeah, so in this environment, in the market, I think uh, that for us, this is what we decided and we're not going to go back. We... Um, I think one we 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 bought one fourplex after we already were buying uh, apartment buildings, and after the amount of work we put in, and we still in terms of prices depend on comparables on the market. We're not going back again. So, apartment buildings just give you way more security and way more stability and way more predictability, even though they're not something which is going to just solve all your problems and make your life happy you know it's still a lot of work it's still, especially if you are not buying say um, turnkey buy and hold and you're planning to really appreciate and force the price like relatively quickly as much as we can use the term quickly in this uh, environment today in, with the in uh, with the rates because it really slowed down refinancing on um, some of our properties uh it's still very stable and um it's really it's really works the way that real estate should be you enter real estate not necessarily for cash flow today you make the generational change and you create that wealth which is going to be massive if you invest today don't touch it nourish it and let it grow when i say don't touch it i mean don't touch the money don't keep touching the building and tenants and uh, your business but not not the money don't try to refinance and pull the money back as soon as you can and then when we when then we're talking about uh, five years for maybe the first refi, and then ten years for the nearest um, for the soonest um, repositioning of the building. Are you planning to sell it? Are you planning to whatever you're planning to do with this? Don't like don't touch it too quickly. So that's one of the something which not all people like the, that. Um, you you won't get much of a cash flow with the multifamily and then it takes a longer time but otherwise it's way more more stable you can buy much better quality of buildings what i also love about that that affects the whole community because if you are able to reposition the whole building very often it can affect the whole um, life of the community because the tenants environment is much healthier 
the new tenants attracted are totally different people with uh, newer families, like younger people who I'm so happy. And I pretty often get this news when um, they, they have children in, in our apartments. So something where there was uh, a hoarder who really needed a mental health support, who really was not knowing what he or she is doing and then we clean up the space we make it all beautiful working adding laundry and everything that a young family may may need and then there is a child maybe then two children like the whole thing that we do we do that in smaller buildings too but when it's a bigger building then the scale is totally different and my dream would also be to be able to develop say a whole subdivision and then add, add their walk-in clinic and uh maybe some kind of maybe not school right now like not necessarily we will be able to push for any like say a, new, say a new school but if several investors go to come together and we are able to advocate for a new school for a new walk-in clinic potentially a hospital that's where my mind is going that's where the uh, that's where we're affecting the whole community the whole um life of canada i think that's and uh with the horizon capital what we have we we say like the motto that we have, that every family can and should invest in an apartment building, um, should own a part of an ap apartment building. And the reason is not about investors who invest in apartment buildings. It's also about how many units we can create together, investing in this local investment business, because it's a local business, right? When we say local business, it's not just about cookies or soap or things like that, or bakery. Local real estate investor is someone who's making your community better here. And we provide uh, together, we provide units for all those families who live here, who need it here so badly. That's what I, leave, what I like about multifamily, when one, two, three really good decisions can affect the whole community. And that's the beauty of it. And yeah. then plus for investors too, you don't have to qualify for mortgage. You can uh, join together. Sources. Well, this is, you're talking, you're talking about if they're, if they're so. Okay. So tell us a little bit about horizon capital then, and what you guys are able to help people do, which is, so I, I think what you were getting into right there, right. Isn't it? Is that what you were saying? Like you don't, you wouldn't have to qualify for the mortgage. That's exactly. if you're, you're saying if somebody was to invest with horizon capital. So, Tell us about Horizon Capital and how you work with investors in, in order to help them build this, uh, you know, interesting and really uh, impressive idea that you guys have. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm proud to say that it's not an idea anymore. And for several years, we were able to work with joint venture partners and uh, buy different buildings. Uh, we bought just in June, we closed on a complex of eight townhouses in Pembroke and we're already working and we were able to turn over two units so that uh, the work with us provides them with an opportunity first forget about the headache because all our joint venture partners they're passive they don't make any decisions which sometimes can be uh some people think well actually no one of our joint venture partners think that like oh you cannot make a decision what are you gonna do well you trust those who are doing that for years and who were educating themselves for years. And mm -hmm. that means that without any further stress, you just invest your money and you don't have to qualify for, um, for mortgage because this is a completely different type of mortgage. This is a com commercial um, loan and uh, they don't go to see how much you spend on your car or how much you spend on this or that. Yes, they, will, they may check for sure uh, that you have enough to just support yourself 
but they're not going to ask you to qualify for that, say, I don't know, multi-million building because they understand that no income probably will be able to support uh, a whole building. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's passive. That doesn't need, take any credits from your ability to buy further uh, real estate you want to buy. And then you don't need to have the whole down payment you may need for anything else. For example, I don't know, think about $200,000. You basically don't, you can't buy anything. How do I say it polite? <laughs> you, you, it's not enough to buy something solid and great that you would be able to buy several years ago in good areas. But if you collaborate with other investors, active and passive investors together, you can buy bigger building, which is way more solid than in better areas and in better areas yeah. <clears throat> with better tenants. And it still comes a completely passive while you don't need to give a portion of the money to um, like a third party, like a financial advisor or a company who manages your money. You see all statements and you know exactly what's going on. If you think about transaction of that um, scale, and it's super transparent, which means in simple language, which, which means that you, you don't lose your money, it doesn't go through, like sand through your fingers. Hmm. Just like when it happens often when you invest the same, relatively, it's not a big amount of, unfortunately, money in that nowadays when we talk about, say, $100,000, $200,000. If you just invested with financial advisor, the majority of it will go, if we talk about more or less safe in investment, not yeah. high risk, it will go just like sent through your fingers with all the fees that go to financial advisors and everything. Yeah, just and the idea of that. If I was drinking water when you had brought up that idea, I probably would have spit it all out on my computer here in front of me. You know, I Which just... One? The, the, the whole idea of investing with a financial advisor. But this you is know. one of the most, uh, um, like, unfortunately, this is one of the most um, it's common. Common, th yeah. common thought that people have in their minds when, they're, when they get some money and they want to protect that. Hmm. And oftentimes what they're thinking, like, oh, this, this paper promises me like 10%. That should be... A 20% to 20K a year is if I invest spending. I think and then you're going when, way overboard with those promises. I've never heard of any, uh, like, of any, um, any investments like that with a financial advisor that would that would have 10 or 20% returns, but I don't know. No, 20, uh, but, but 10 they may <laughs> promise you, but then they just don't tell you that, or they, they, they do give you the paper, but people just don't read the fine prints, right? That everything will go to the fees and all that stuff. There's so much trust built in with those companies. They're, you're talking about the major banks, right? They're just, they've been, they have such a foothold on that. They're selling on you the one share and everything. And yeah. 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 You know, but real I, estate stays something as a, like a sucker cow for, oh, that's only for like really wealthy people or right. like in, in their mind, people have all kinds of myths and assumptions and false uh, limiting beliefs that, oh, it's either <laughs> for super wealthy and for huge corporations or, Oh, I'll have to deal with the tenants and I'll have to buy, be buying uh, single family homes or duplexes or um, bad areas. So in the sweet spot with all this, that's where we lo where local real estate investor sits. So that's that's us. So how would people learn more about Horizon Capital? The best uh, the best way and the fastest way to go is just to connect with us in, with us in Instagram. Okay. And uh, that's where the response will come in 24 hours, usually. And how and what what is the Instagram handle? Horizon Capital Real Estate. 
Okay. Yeah, I think we should we should tag it somewhere. We will. We'll definitely get all of yeah, that and put it in the show notes. Um, you recently became a full time investor, so let's talk about that. Congratulations! How did oh, that come to be? Like, it's a tough decision. It is very tough decision, and it's not common in uh, in the interest environment like we have today. Uh, but it also was coming for like a long t- time, like a couple of years maybe, and then it just crystallized. But I think the two, I think too many people um, romanticize that, and um, like for us, uh, like, and I'm sure you know that it's it's not all shiny and it's not all roses to become a real estate like active real estate investor. It it basically means that you are working 24 seven now, um, and also. I don't recommend that to everyone. Just the same way I don't recommend becoming active active real estate investor for everyone. This this game is not for everyone and it's very stressful. You can only do it and you can only do it successfully if you have skills and if you have uh, passion about that. If you basically if you cannot live your life without it. And for me, for me, that was um the only one way I could live if uh, um, I left my job and I spend most of my working time in real estate. Mm-hmm. So that that's the thing. And it, the, the other little thing is that when I was planning to do that, the real estate, uh, oh, sorry, the, the, the interest rates, they were completely different. So no matter how, how, how can I like tell you that I was preparing and everyone was get, getting ready, it was all nicely. It was all in the like whirlpool of events and with like, mm-hmm. oh my God, where did the cash flow go? What am I supposed to do? But we're still like, as I say right now to my husband too, that we live on what we did in the past and what we're going to do in the future, right? So because I was working on this since 2015, we were able to get maybe more properties or we were able to get ready and get more stress, uh, how to say, resilient, right? Because I'm today is not myself when I just got my nine to five job. I'm totally right. different. And mm. it's also not the first time when I walk away from an established, I would say, career. Because when we before we immigrated to Canada, I left the career of a surgeon there. I was a very young surgeon, but I was on track. I was working in Moscow by that time. And then there was another moment when we were just sitting, reflecting, and we said, no, this is the time to walk away. And um, yeah, and same with uh, same with Vlad. He just became a PhD at that time uh, in Moscow in a great university. Wow. And yeah, and we just realized that thinking very um, proactively thinking, what is, what is the country we're living? What are the other options? What can we do? And that's when you think, and that's that's the beauty of um, of uh, strategic approach, strategic comprehensive approach to everything. You don't get attached to what you have. You think about what you want to do, mm-hmm. where you want to be. You focus on on the uh, on the point B, not uh, where you are today. And that's how the resources, how everything, how everything starts starts to pull you towards the point B where you want to be. And, um, and I'm not talking about the universe, the energy or anything. I'm just talking about, about very um, realistic and um, uh, working things, just like network, money, resources, knowledge, language, all those things. Yeah, I, I saw a line recently where uh, some, I guess a quote where someone was saying, in order to win, you need to be able to get rid of everything that isn't excellent in your life. 
And you you reminded me of that because you're a lot of people settle into something that's pretty good and they don't they don't really think about maybe something different or what it could be like if they really strive for a little little extra to make it uh, excellent or great or outstanding or whatever word you want to use. And it's and, the excellent though is a very dangerous word because what can be excellent for you may not be excellent for me. For, for example, sure. I have a sister. She also, she's also a doctor, and for her to leave um, that field for her that would be a disaster. A, like a disaster nothing else would make sense because that was her life I uh, well see she has that, kids she has everything but for her this is like the core of what she's doing professionally and she was on she she still left uh she she went to germany but she was only doing that with the condition that she will be able to work as a doctor and continue and she was pursuing that and she got it so so now she is a doctor in uh, germany so that is her excellence almost though, right? Exactly. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Different versions for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, different exactly. versions. And, um, yeah. and that's, and that's what I think is really, really important is that you need to be able to figure out that yourself or to have someone in your life. That's what, again, active investor is doing in a deal. Like which deal is excellent? Well, one is that deal is excellent for you. Another one is excellent for me, but none of them will be working for me. So that's a um, that's what comes with the um, experience of an active real estate investor. Mm -hmm. They're able to listen to passive investor and understand what will be the excellence for them. Sometimes right. even passive investors, they don't know. Often we see people who would be saying like, oh, I need a cash flow because I heard about financial independence. Then you talk to them and then you realize that you're happy. They are happy with their careers. They are um professionals with a pretty good paycheck they love the security they raising young children they won't be able to um say spend too much time not with children because they do want to spend the time with children mm -hmm. so for them actually the best strategy is not cash flow today to get like that extra whatever hundreds dollars if you're lucky thousands yeah. for them it's much better to stay at the life uh, style that they are and make sure that they invest for future, say for five plus years. And that's when they will be getting the most of those benefits after. But you only recognize that when you're able to talk to them. And, and it's not always in the first moment when you talk to them. Because sometimes they're just so like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what I need. And uh, that's, that's, that's our job also to figure out what's the excellence for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can help them and guide them based on your experience. And I think that's mm -hmm. some people don't know what they or they think they know what they want. They might, you know, benefit from another perspective on on that just based 100%. on your experience. Mm -hmm. And um, and everyone needs to build wealth in some way, shape or form, in my opinion. They need to invest. They don't necessarily need to invest actively or in this very risky way or not that it's risky, but anything with a higher return has a mm -hmm. has the has the has a perception of being riskier. So, you know, anyone not everyone is going to be open to that. Not everyone needs to do that, but everyone needs to invest in some way, shape or form. It's very, I, I would say very insecure to live just off your, Oh, 100% off your income. Um, just yeah. no matter how big that income is. So all this stuff has been pretty incredible what you've done. So congratulations. What does oh, inspire you. you to go forward though from here? And, and what do you, you know, what's the, what's the motivation and inspiration to, to keep going? Uh, I'm an addict to dopamine. <laughs> I love dopamine. Yeah. I love anticipation of great things. Um, I actively seek um, for that inspiration from other people. 
I genuinely love talking to them and listening to their stories because you never know what they're going to tell you. You don't know how incredible is uh, every person. And that's what I also love about, about real estate. Um, um, people are doing people are doing brave things. People are most of the people whom I know, I don't know, maybe it's just my circle that naturally people who are attracted to me, I don't know. But people are just so genuinely focused on evolving and uh, making this world better, no matter how it sounds. And I, what you know what I also love? That they're very open. They are open about, they're like, yes, I want to have money. And yes, I meditate in the morning. And yes, I want to spend two months with the nature. And yes, you know what? I'm sick of this cold. I want to be in Costa Rica. And like, they just openly say what they want. Rob, you're like, why Costa Rica? <laughs> You're so serious. No, and, I got uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's... And uh, go ahead. No, and that's that's what that's what inspires me. How open people are, and when when you talk more with people who are open about their dreams and they actually uh, making their dreams reality, like very actively. That's what inspires me because every day I learn about more and more. But then there is another trick again. Keep keep. Keep in mind what is what is your excellence, because then the shiny object syndrome goes very close to uh, sort multiple sources of inspiration. So just always have your filters yeah. there, and always remember that no one knows what is your wish. Everyone can help you here and there with achieving your wish, but it's your job to remember what is your wish. What do you want? And um, yeah, and I think that's very important to not be afraid to say it. Right. Because yeah. a lot of people are because they're a afraid lot of, of ridicule that might come with it. Exactly. Too many people are living that way. And I'm glad that you said that because, yes, yeah, so we often see that. It's like you that, said earlier. It's like, who you, you know, you said, who do you think you are? A lot of people will say that when you go to them and say this. Is or what they I will. Or do. They will think. Say, yeah. Or you, think you will you think that they think. Yep. I mean, it's like, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm planning to be a rock star here. I just want to own a house. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that unrealistic. Right. And there is always, there, there will always be people for whom that's going to be an unrealistic. And there will always be people who will say, oh, that's just, that's just that. Oh, there was a funny story. Oh my God. I don't know if we have time, but I was thinking and dreaming about triplex at that time. And I was listening for some kind of mindset video or a podcast or something. And then a man there, he said, look for people who will be cheering on like and saying that that's OK. You will get more when you actually achieve the max you thought. And I thought, like, what does he mean? Like, I don't understand what it means. I achieved the max and he's still like, sorry for me. Like, is this healthy? But then when it happened in real life, I understood. So we bought... Um, I think we bought fourplex at that time. And I thought that we were just like rocking it. Like, cause we did like incredible, like the largest building possible ever for anyone mm -hmm. who is real. And then there was a person and uh, like uh, in one of the um, REI's meetings and he said, Oh, you bought what? A fourplex. He didn't know who I am. He didn't know anything. The, the only one thing he said, he said, but don't worry, one step at a time. <laughs> you will get there. 
I don't know and if that's just, right either. He was just so genuine. He was just so That doesn't genuine. sound genuine. Yeah, he probably was one of the investors who are buying like bigger buildings or like whatever. Just like if yeah, you like, oh, me you poor and thing. I'm sorry. No, no, like, he didn't say uh, poor. He said like, he's like, I'm very proud. Like, that's great. But they're just like, don't, don't get discouraged. Like one step at a time. And today I would totally understood him that it's like, oh, okay, well, fourplex, well, no commercial mortgage, no this, no that, like, well, but that's okay. You know, again, it's sometimes like it's better said, than nothing it's if the deal makes your, sense. It's all in what you want to accomplish personally too, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, because but because for me, people, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't, but, but for me, you know, I, I have a different idea. Uh, like I've never, I've never went, I've got to go multifamily. Right? No, no, never. No. Yeah. And so if someone came to me and said, oh, you, look, I, I do have a triplex. So if, if I was talking about that and they said, oh, well, that's cute, you know, keep trying, you'll get there. I almost feel like that would be like. No, no, uh, that's a bit different. <laughs> yeah. In that in that conversation, he was very genuine. And it's not that he was sorry or anything. He thought that I was maybe I gave you probably you mentioned what? that maybe you wanted I to already do gave, more. gave him some clues that I want more. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, who go. would like normally who would say that? And I know like that that's a genuine person. Like he's he's really great. And uh, yeah, don't and say who it was. No. Um, and uh, you, I don't even think, you know, maybe. Oh, maybe you do. Um yeah, but it's just it's just about how your mind um, is mm -hmm. shifting and how sometimes you think like who would even think that having three houses like instead of fourplex add anything you want who would even think like having a house would be a possible like everyone would be so jealous that's why people don't share like going back to that idea right that's why people don't share sometimes their successes because they will think that oh someone oh, will yeah. see it from me oh someone yeah. will go for that idea well mm -hmm. people may not even care yeah, or I know. people may think that you're a poor thing doing this thing, right? I know thing, right? uh, investors that have like 12, 15 houses and literally don't tell anyone. Their family doesn't know. They don't network. They don't talk about it. It's just, and it, and I find that actually a, like incredibly odd. Not that you would want to boast or brag, but I mean, if I, I feel like, I don't know. It's it's interesting to kind of wonder why, why, um, why you would want to keep it to yourself. And I think probably the big reason is because oh oh, Mister Big Shot. Then all those you think that people are going to start to think that way uh, of you. But I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Wanna... If you have one one rental property and you're talking to someone that doesn't, they're gonna they're th there's a chance that they're going to think of you that way too. No, I just think it's really important to get around those people, like you mentioned, that are important. going to lift you up instead of try to try to hold you down. So, yeah. and there's a lot yeah. of that. And mentally that can be like very, very easily that can take a hold of you and try to push you back down. One hundred, And it will it. at some point it will, if you don't change your mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, listen, on that note, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything today. Um, we are, like we mentioned, going to have all of the uh, all of your contact info in the show notes. I'm sure there's going to be people that want to reach out and talk to you more because of all the exciting stuff you're doing. So congratulations and thank, thank you. you again. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Alan, too. Let's let's make sure we get the uh, the info for uh, the Real Estate Women's Association as well. Mm -hmm. We didn't get a chance to touch on that too much, but I know that's when your passion is there and something that's it's really interesting. Yeah, so and uh, we'd love to know just how to how to how to get more involved in that.
and everyone's welcome you know we always have men and we always have um, men speakers and men guests so you guys are always welcome too it's not only women women only it's for women and just like for all our families we we only can achieve the best success when we work together and understand each other better better and then and it's all the best way is also always on instagram i think it's canadian.re.women.association and uh it's always always in my bio too it's a pretty long one but it's like on the more an official way to do things and they there is also a great website uh, crua.ca where everything can be answered and you can send an email at info at crua.ca um, yeah and uh, we're growing we're growing very in a very genuine way to make sure that we don't interrupt other uh, the work of other great women real estate investors groups and clubs and uh, our role is to promote them and to let them bring all the benefits to all the amazing women we actually have a lot of good stuff happening for women uh being done for by multiple organizations it's just uh we need a bit more awareness about that that's why we run every month um offline meetings in toronto and thank okay. you for having me today it's it was it's been really my pleasure well I again thank you <laughs> and uh we will have all of that contact info in the show notes so you know, you don't have to write it down or, or whatever. And, and we'll make sure that all the links are there and anyone who's interested can get in touch with you right through there. So thank you, Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, anywhere on Instagram or any uh, social media channel, it's Sandy McKay at it's Sandy McKay or Sandy at freedomreps.com. Okay. And people can reach me at Rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.